0: Welcome back to Make You All Daily, presented by BetMGM. at Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And we will get to Comeback Player of the Year and Coach of the Year in just a bit. But first, Joe's got to make fun of me once again over my eating habits because I believe in eating almond butter, especially crunchy almond butter, over generic peanut butter. And I'm a little miffed.
1: That's fine. I, well, it's just, yeah, it makes, I know almond butter feel like that's been popular for like a decade or so right it's that's everywhere they see it at trader yeah. joe's it's why why but why almond butter what makes it so much is it just healthier peanut butter's is gross is it yeah it's supposed to
2: be like chemicals Prince, and i don't you're know you're gross
1: shut up yeah i mean i went just, back no. to
2: peanut butter
1: after you i eat oh. years of
2: almond butter
1: there you go I i've been out on peanut butter, butter since 85. Eighty five.
2: Eighty-five? Yeah. 85? So what, you, you wouldn't eat pb
1: and J you would
0: need Oh, I remember this. We had this conversation no, with Paul being a I big weirdo who never peanut liked peanut butter. So no, you hate So you hate, you hate Reese's? Oh uh,
1: yeah, you're right. right, which made for great bargaining chips at Halloween time. Give me this yeah. Skittles, Milky Ways. Give me whatever you want. Milky Way Pickle over Reese's. Reese's. You're insane. And with a, a bullet. Way. Three musketeers. <laughs> Three yeah, Musketeers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the few people that don't mind Twix. three musketeers, but it's not in the same. What is wrong with three musketeers? It's just oh, it's there. Grow up. It's just there. Grow up. I'm sure, defending that's why it's it. it's Milky Way. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: but, by the way, it always bothered me that three musketeers actually had four musketeers, but we call it three musketeers. Never mind. Okay.
1: I mean, D'Artagnan. Oh, <laughs> D- D'Artagnan's like, was he really he was part of
0: the crew he's, like yes uh, uh, it's really four musketeers but, but they call it three and it's wrong it's wrong d'artagnan deserves better than this come on team d'artagnan better all the way minute. all right okay uh mike sandoz mid-season awards when it comes to coach of the year basically he's boiling this whole race down to the two candidates we've talked about a lot mike mcdaniel and dan campbell uh, but he has included John Harbaugh in this mix. Joe, do you okay. feel like it is just this two or three horse race that Mike Sando is portraying it to be? Or do you feel like there is a dark horse contender?
1: Hmm. It's probably what he said. It probably is. Because I when I look down the board, by the way, Robert Sala, uh, his number's dropping this morning after last night's uh, performance. Yeah. He was... He was down at six. Uh, yeah, he was down to six to one at a lot of spots. Some still mm-hmm. posting that number now. Fourteen. Yeah, like he doesn't have a chance. I don't. I don't really see that happening. Um, when you go down the board, where do you go? Like, we threw out yesterday Eric Eager's idea that maybe Kevin O'Connell could get there. That number's been getting shorter and shorter. Now that's like 14, 16 to one range at a lot of spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Benham Jim's still posting a 22 on that. But it's like you go down the list, "Eh, Shanahan, no. Now they've lost three in a row, and the expectations were high to begin with. Um, Seahawks have had some ugly losses. Long-term, don't really believe in the Browns in that offense. As you go down the board, it's it's tough. And then there's one name that if if I was forced to come up with a name with value, that I got to. And it's with the idea that a lot of times your coach of the year – has poor quarterback play. Now we're getting that at a lot of different spots, but there's <laughs> one, one team that is, as a coach, that's respected, right? I think they'll be in the playoff and they have an awful quarterback. Mike Tomlin, 22 to 1. Hmm. And, uh, that's the there's... only one I could come up with.
2: I like it. I mean, they're exceeding expectations, and Kenny Pickett stinks. Nobody expected them to be here. Their odds to win the division were like a crazy number a few weeks ago, and yet, here they are, still getting it done.
1: Still getting it. I... He's never won it, right?
0: Oh, boy. I don't think so. Doesn't come to mind, despite yeah, being with the Steelers for quite some time. And always he's had Ben Roethlisberger for, yeah, always had he's a winning record, won. all that stuff. But he's also had Ben Roethlisberger for nearly that entire stretch, you mm-hmm. know, with a couple of exceptions here and there. And in those exceptions, yeah, he still has a winning record, but it's not uh, a super impressive winning record or anything of the sort. Like, always highly respected, but yeah, he's never won.
1: Day, day ball, was he 9-7-1 and one last year? Nine wins? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah outstanding. So similar record. Could Tomlin win it this year? They didn't win the division. I, I would
0: say no, I would say yeah. no. Mm-hmm. And the, the reason for it. And, and I mean, the process I think is good. Like I wouldn't argue or, you know, put bullets in that. Mm-hmm. The problem though, is how much publicity is a coach really getting at this point? because to me like it's not about politics per se but i think to an extent it might be and one of the things i wanted to talk about when it comes to this award is i would like to have an honest conversation about hard knocks because hard knocks i think actually <laughs> matters a great deal here because when it comes to hard knocks we always talk about all right how do those teams perform when they're on hard knocks like is it too much of a distraction where the season is over and they stink or are they really good or whatever like I hate those conversations because I think it fails to understand anything about how football works. But I do like the conversation about coach of the year and hard knocks because who gets a lot of attention on the show? The head coach. Let's say the head coach does a good job. Well, that head coach, I think, gets a leg up when it comes to coach of the year because we are familiar with his work already. We are familiar with all of the things that he did to help his team win enough games. So to Mm -hmm. me, I think Hard Knocks is actually a pretty good indicator of who is getting a lot of attention. And if that team is doing well, then I think it's the marriage of a lot of different components coming together where that coach has a legitimate chance to win the honor. Now, 2009, when the Cincinnati Bengals were profiled, Marvin Lewis won Coach of the Year that year. So this has happened. Not very often, but sometimes there is a year lag or two-year lag where a team is profiled. They don't play very well. Then the following season, they play well. We're familiar with that coach's body of work because of hard knocks. And then Mm -hmm. suddenly, they are a legitimate Coach of the Year candidate. So I look at this and... I see Mike McDaniel in season hard knocks coming up. I see Dan Campbell from hard knocks a season ago. I think it is a two horse race and a two horse race only for coach of the year, Joe.
1: Probably, probably, probably right. It's, it's tough. I'm surprised that you see D'Amico Ryans. at the same price as Mike McDaniel at some spots. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. He should be higher up. I I don't know if that's an overreaction or what exactly that is. Like, depending on the sports book you look at, it's interchangeable. Some have two D'Amico. Some have two Mike McDaniel. I I don't agree with that one. That feels like an overreaction.
2: I have one. Mm. And I don't know how I didn't think of this sooner because we just made a huge case for the Vikings earlier in this show. And with Josh Dobbs, could Kevin O'Connell – Win it after losing Justin Jefferson after losing Kirk Cousins. If they go on a run with Josh Dobbs, could Kevin O'Connell win it at 16 to
1: 1? Do they have to win the division? Well, can't they? Yes. Might be able to because I think there's a big difference between the last team in the playoff in the NFC and then Cousins down, Jefferson down like everybody's hurt, they're gonna sell and they don't sell. And then they go on a crazy winning streak and they steal the division when everybody thought it was over from the Lions. I think if they win the division, yes, he can. If they just are the last seed in the NFC playoff picture, I would say no.
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hmm.
1: So maybe I'm that's a better that bet. I'm because
2: the Giants didn't win you know the what? division.
1: No, that's funny. I, I didn't even think about this. So the better bet is probably O'Connell coach of the year at 22 to 1 is better than Vikings 8 to 1 to win the division. Right?
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: Huh. Yeah,
0: it, the correlation is strong, but then again, like there are also paths. Okay, so then that would probably take out Campbell, fine. But right. does the PR machine work well enough for McDaniel to overcome McDaniel.
1: that? Right.
0: And That's the question I have. I, I wonder by this point, if we just love McDaniel so much because of how well that offense is playing and how just likable he is in general, he's funny. If that is yeah. going to overwhelm literally anything else,
2: I don't yeah. know. I'd have to look at all the past winners. I mean, this year it does feel like a popularity contest and personality wise, but you yeah. can't say the case for all the other past Coach of the Years. Dayball, personality guy, no. Can make can <laughs>
1: make the is McDaniel going to win if the Bills take the division? No. no, I think
0: you're right. I would say no.
1: He's got to win the division. No.
0: Right. Cause there are yeah. too many other things you can point to as far as why, like Tyreek Hill, all that stuff. So I, I would I would vote no there, personally. How about we talk about comeback player of the year? Because some, including Mike Sando, are insinuating that this race is over and that Damar Hamlin is going to win wow. this honor. Joe, do you agree with that assessment?
1: Yeah, but we just had another week where DeMar Hamlin was not active, but he was the the number one story. What's interesting, I don't remember if this was an on-air or off-air conversation. I think off-air that yesterday at this time, we were pointing out that DeMar Hamlin's plus money to be the comeback player of the year. And then 24 hours later, that has changed. He's minus 115 at BetMGM, minus 140 elsewhere. Uh, There's been a big shift to DeMar Hamlin after all of the coverage after Sunday night, after the today show. So that's really interesting. What, when as part of this conversation, we keep going, okay, well then who, and people brought up Rogers. That was like 75 or 90 to one. Now it's 30. Like that's no, that's not a thing. It's not happening. Who's going to win. I think the only one is Dobbs. Right. Mm-hmm. If they go on this yeah. crazy run with Dobbs after yeah. his team quit on him, then they trade him, and then that happens. Like, that's the only competition, I think.
0: But he has to go on a run, and that's, yep. that, that's a big if. could happen. It could happen. It's a big if. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the odds on Caleb Williams to go number one overall have shortened, and a few draft picks have – a few draft nicks, rather, have Drake May atop their big board. We'll discuss that market right here on the Beck Network.